Welcome into the Pro Football Radio Podcast. This is Jay Chino with my co-host here. Brandon Dapuma. And we are back for episode number three of our podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> Made it back in time. Made it back in time from Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was, how was things in Texas, man? It was good. It was good. The, the Alamo was, was a good time. For those of you that didn't listen last week, uh, Jay wasn't you know aware of what was in San Antonio and didn't really understand what the Alamo was and the significance, but... Well, yeah. Alamo well, was a great time. Well, now that you've been there, right, and you saw the Alamo, what is the significance? Explain to us, Mr. Puma. What is this? Well, I mean, come on now. It was the, you know, turning point, essentially, in the Texas Revolution. Granted, everyone at the Alamo died, but, you know, it was kind of a rallying cry towards the end, and Mexican Army loses, and we have the great state of Texas. But it's not just the Alamo, Jay. It's all about the bars in the nightlife out there. Cause I, can't, has, I can't take you seriously with that hat Everyone, Brennan has a cowboy hat that yep. he bought from San Antonio and he's wearing it. I cannot take him seriously. You gotta, you gotta get a cowboy hat if you're in Texas. I'm up in Connecticut. You're never gonna find a legit cowboy hat up here. So why when, not splurge? When I pulled in, I didn't see a horse outside. I saw your regular car. Hey. <laughs> Where's your horse at, bro? Oh, it's in the garage. It's in the garage. <laughs> water, watering hole right there. That's cool, man. Well, glad you're back, man. I, uh, I had nobody to send sports information to. You were all busy and stuff. With the oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so would you recommend uh, a San Antonio visit to anybody else? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Definitely make your way down to San Antonio. Yeah. It's like budget touristy stuff. The nightlife is great. If you love live music, every bar there has live Now, is music. it country music or is it like regular oh, music? Oh, it's regular music. I mean, you can walk into five different bars to get five different types of music. Is, it, went, is there my kind of music? Uh, I think so. I mean, What's my kind of music? Oh, EDM. <laughs> let me wait for the Molly to kick in. <laughs> but no, uh, one definitely good spot to check out is Howl at the Moon. Any of you guys going out there? I think it's called Howl at the Moon. It's a dueling piano bar, maybe a block and a half away from the Alamo. Worth your time, yeah, for that's, sure. That's cool, man. Awesome, awesome. Um, so you mentioned you had a story about some lady eating the curb. And I, I purposely told you not to tell me because I want I wanted to do it on the podcast. Yep. So let's hear the story. So me, my two colleagues, we're out there on business and we decided to end the day yesterday with uh, all the touristy shit and we decided to do a tour of the Alamo. And Again? No, well... <laughs> I feel like you, you said this like four times now. You're like, I've been to the Alamo, and then I walked by after the bar, and then we took a tour of it. Like, how many times did you go? Well, this, this, the last day, uh, we did the Alamo tour sober, because the night before, I was off the Pluto, and my colleagues were kind of right there. But long story short, so back to Friday, we're doing a tour, we're doing an hour tour of this guy, tour guide's great, completely serious, and in the middle of it, people are walking across the plaza... And this lady didn't realize how high the curb was and legitimately, I'm pretty sure she broke her ankle and just like <laughs> almost scorpion herself, like fell down like face first on the, uh, on the pavement and then ended up kicking the back of her head and <laughs> the, 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 the Alamo Rangers. Another thing people don't understand is there's like, there's cops for cops. So there's Alamo Rangers and then there's park police and then there's the San Antonio police. So at least three people, one from each agency is coming over to see like this one woman that just like completely almost knocked herself out and I'm pretty sure broke her ankle and they're like surrounding her. And I'm in the middle of a tour trying to pay attention to this old guy that's rambling on about the history of the Alamo and I can't because there's this lady that just 
was pretty much unconscious on the side. Oh, really? Did she get hurt? She, yeah, she got fucked up pretty good. Like, I'm pretty sure she broke her broke her ankle. Oh my god, dude! And they were able to like have her come to. And, I have a serious question. Yeah. In all of this, why didn't you send me a video? I couldn't. Do, I'm looking straight at the tour guide. Brandon. It'd be a little Brandon, suspect Brandon. for me to just whip out the phone and pan over. I mean, I'm in Texas, man. Like they don't, they don't fuck around. All I'm saying is, I'm not messing with the tour guide. All I'm saying is, I would have done it for you. Everyone packs there. I'm just saying, <laughs> everyone packs there. Well, whoever this mystery lady is, if there's a small chance you're listening, we're thinking of you. She had rainbow socks on. I saw that when we walked by when they took oh. her, when they took the shoe off to see how bad the ankle was. Yeah, yeah nice, nice rainbow socks. All right, well, great. San Antonio broken ankle lady forever. She'll be known as that. San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hopefully she's good. All right. Um, so we are here to talk sports. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, people, we actually do care about this this kind of a uh, big game tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So big. tomorrow night, uh, most people call it the uh, Super Bowl. I call it the New England Patriots Invitational. Um, if we have not forget forgotten those stats, it's uh, nine appearances in the 18 years that Tom Brady has played for them. There we go. That's a 50% rate of making it to the Super Bowl, which is unreal. No comments. Cool. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm going to let my comment speak for itself tomorrow. We'll, we'll get to the picks, and if you can't already tell by that comment, you'll find out later on in the show. I just don't understand why he's so great. I mean, just why is he so good? You, you, we're your not face, finish your recording. Face, your face right now is on. <laughs> I'm about to jump across the table. <laughs> All right, well, let's start with the, let's start with the Rams, man. Um, obviously, um, we'll go into a full analysis of the whole game. Um into the X's and O's and all that stuff. But let's start with just like your key storyline for the Rams and how you think they could win this game tomorrow. Uh, I think they're going to have to not buy into the mystique of the New England Patriots and get too caught up with, you know, let's call for what it is, paying, you know, homage to, mm-hmm. to the New England Patriots. And yeah, that is a great accomplishment of like getting to, you know, nine Super Bowls under Tom Brady and you know, pretty much winning everyone except about three. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a great stat. Like you're not going to beat that, um, but at the same time, I feel like if you pay too much homage, like you, you're just going to end up not sticking with the game. Yeah, you don't want to be a, you don't you no. don't be a bystander. You actually want to participate right. in the game, right? right? At um, the end of the day, it's a competitive game, and I think that's going to be one of the key factors is staying within yourself and knowing what the game plan is. Yeah, uh, to to win. Yeah, and and I think uh, the way the Rams win this game is uh, on two fronts. I think you. Have um, Jared Goff not carry the burden? I think it's important that Todd Gurley, the Todd father, and C.J. Anderson show up big time. I think that's massive. Absolutely. Um, obviously, Goff, I think he's going to be a great quarterback, but he is really young, and these young quarterbacks in Super Bowls, just like Tom Brady was really young, um, or just like Eli Manning when he won his first Super Bowl, had like that really good defense behind him to play well, the really good running game with Brandon Jacobs and stuff like that. So it's important that, um, that the running game shows up and helps out Jared Goff. And Sean McVay came out and said he, you know, he actually pretty much just started stating things on, on media night without even being asked a question of Todd Gurley, saying that, you know, the last game against the Saints, he didn't get Todd Gurley involved enough, he's completely healthy, which you know remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he made it a point to say that Todd is going to be a big part of the game plan tomorrow. Yeah. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see that. He said that a few times during the regular season, and it never really panned out. So let's yeah. see if he's a man of his word in the Super Bowl. Because I think this team is going to go as far as Todd Gurley is able to get it to go. Todd who? 
Todd, the Todd father. Exactly. Todd like, who's this Todd Gurley person? The Todd father. Of? My bad. Yes, the Todd father. The Todd father. <laughs> but in all honesty, like he's gonna have to get involved more in the running game. He's gonna. It's definitely in the passing game. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they were they're historically a good team with the screen, mm-hmm. and Todd's a big part of that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Aaron Donald is gonna be massive for for the Rams. I think. Uh, the uh, the only other way that the Rams win besides obviously going on just scoring 50 points and not you know obviously having this amazing offensive showcase which obviously I don't think is going to happen but Aaron Donald has to step up man he has to make Brady feel uncomfortable um, it is true that most people um, haven't put pressure on Brady this whole offseason just yet is it 93 dropbacks yep. 0 sacks yep. I don't yeah. think he's been hit well yeah. the phantom hit yeah. by the Chiefs well but- that was a vicious hit Oh, yeah, vicious hit. I'm glad that, he survived the ruffling I know, of I know, his collar. I know that play a lot. There's a lot of lots to be made about that play, but I really believe that the hand, when it came down, it hit the helmet, and then it I hit... Wish, I wish there was a camera so they, the, the viewers could see him smack the <laughs> he, No, do you not agree? Do you not agree that the Chiefs player hit his helmet? He hit the collar of his jersey. He hit his helmet on go. the way down. Yeah, and, and, Anyways, we're getting sidetracked here about the AFC Championship game. Let's stay on track with the Super Bowl here. <laughs> well, well, Aaron Donald has to get in, uh, in Tom Brady's face. And it doesn't matter what the rest of the team does. It doesn't matter what Sue does. It doesn't matter what, uh, you know, Robbie Coleman do, does or what, uh, what uh, Keep to leave if he shows up or not. It just it will truly come down to if Aaron Donald can uh, It doesn't even matter if it's he gets a sack or a quarterback hit. If, I feel like if you're able to... Put pressure on Brady in the pocket. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he let's look at the Kansas City Chiefs game. He had all day, mm-hmm. and then he was also getting rid of the ball real quick. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to collapse that pocket. And like you said, Aaron Donald, he's going to have to get into his face. Yeah. I mean, Sue, yeah. Sue and Fowler and, and everyone else is, you know, one thing. Nothing to take away from him. But Aaron Donald is one of those generational talents that in order to win on defense, you got he's got to get involved big time. There's been a lot made about how just how quickly Tom Brady's gotten the ball out of uh, out of his hands, um, 2.1 seconds, which is absolutely amazing. And there's been a lot made that he can diagnose the play before that's why he can get the ball out so quickly. And people say that um, it was just vanilla defense, right? They gave absolutely no credit to the Patriots' offensive scheme to obviously help relay that information to Tom Brady with the shifts in the motion before the snap. What's your thoughts on that? Because a lot of people do not want to give the Patriots any credit on that. They're like, oh, it's all the Chiefs' fault. It's all the Chargers' fault. They couldn't discard the defense. Like, do you not understand that they had this game plan going in? I'm sure they thought, like, oh, yeah, let's let's try to hide the defensive plan a well, little yeah, bit. Well, yeah, they uh, – uh, come on now. I mean, the, the Chiefs are bottom-tier defense. Listen, I'm not taking – But it's – but, but, it's, but it's known that you got to go in and you got to disguise the play before the snap. Yeah. Do you not think these defensive coordinators, Bob Sutton and also what's his name out there in, in, uh, in Charger land? Do you know what the defensive coordinator's name is? Is Anthony Lynn one of the defensive – I think well, he, he does he, defensive calls. Well, regardless, like, I'm sure they went in that week and said, all right, we got to make sure we disguise our plays and get our hands on Tom Brady. I'm sure everybody wants to do that. That's like game, game plan 101, right, to beat Tom Brady. Right, but out of those two, the one that shocks me the most is the the Chargers because they have, I feel, more talent on defense than the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And you I mean the Chiefs linebackers and secondary are atrocious? And I mean the middle of the field was wide open, mm-hmm. quick slant to the middle, quick slant to the middle, almost the entire second half. And you know it's it's also a war of attrition. They controlled the time of possession the whole time. That defense was exhausted. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I don't know. I just, uh, I, I think people need to really just stop, uh, you know, the whole 
the whole hating thing so much and, and just and just give us a little more credit you know Here like our game plan going on offense so you're, so you're essentially like the New York Yankees of, of the NFL and you're asking people to like you is that what we're getting at I'm just saying I wish there was less is fake. that good, good luck I I'm just I'm just saying right now good luck I just wish there was less fake news Oh, here we go. Here we go. Everyone's less fake news. Whether it's the, 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 the air quote underdog mantra, which don't even get me started, uh, to, to other nonsense. Yeah, okay. Hashtag fake news. Sure. Yeah. And I loved how uh, Nicole Roby Coleman talked a big game. Absolutely See, talking all let me go of off on a tangent real quick. Let me go off on a tangent for it. real Close quick. Go for it. brother, man. I'm going to shut up. Nicole Roby Coleman, you are, you, let's call for what it is. You are a villain of the Saints game because you got torched and you wanted to stop the guy from getting a touchdown and you got bailed out by this non-call that won't die. Oh, and God, nothing God. to take away from the Rams. They're there for a reason. I'm glad they're in the Super Bowl. But if you're going to talk a big game and all this massive amount of shade mm-hmm. in a Bleacher Report article before media night mm-hmm. and then you get asked the question and you walk it back, that show that shows you let's call it for what it is. No spine. If you're gonna if you're gonna stand up and, and say all this you know nonsense and, and, and stuff about the Patriots and Tom Brady and yes I understand you played for the Buffalo Bills at one point in your career so you played the you played the past twice a year and you know the Bills probably weren't the best teams at the time and were getting their ass kicked. Yeah, I'd be pissed off too. But if you're going to talk that much, at least back it up at media night. You know, look at the Jets during those years that they kind of made the, the the playoffs in 2010. Antonio Cromartie straight up called him an asshole and, and then doubled down on it when he was asked other questions. Why do you think he walked it back? Do you think he walked it back because he legitimately was like, oh, I think I fucked up here and I put a lot of pressure on my team? Or do you think Sean McVay went to him and was like, yo, listen, you got to walk this back? I'm going to go with... A little bit of McVeigh, and probably he's human. He's relatively young, and probably has access to Facebook and Twitter, and was probably seeing all the memes of his article with people saying, "And here we go, the Patriots are going to win by seventy-five points on Sunday." Because <laughs> I definitely saw that on NFL memes at one point. Was yeah. yep, Patriots win by like fifty-five points because yeah. of Nicole Roby Coleman. So I think he, he walked it back, and that kind of leads into my, you know, my comment earlier about, yeah, you can respect the team that you're playing, but let's not get caught in the, the mystique and the, the, you know, homage to, you know, how many trips they made to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think that was probably why he walked it back, too, was, oh, i got to show respect. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to talk that tough. Yeah. I would have respected him more if he stuck with his guns, man. Oh, yeah. Cause Double I, down. Because when I saw that, I was like, ooh, perfect. Now we got a storyline building. Right. Will Brady target him in the game? Shocking. I was expecting, like, Marcus Peters yeah. to be chirping that. Yeah. I'm not, surprised, not I'm surprised Marcus Pierce and Talib. Yep. Both of them have shut their faces in. Even that. like uh, the beginning of media night, they had Goff and Brady sitting next to each other. Yep. And then on and the Tlaib, other side yeah, I saw that. was uh, McCordy and Talib. And even like Talib wasn't saying anything. I was expecting, oh, he's got to be taking a couple of elbows. Like he's got to rip him a little bit. And he wasn't but, saying anything. Well, Talib used to be in that locker room. Oh, yeah. Of so course. like he knows Tom Brady a little bit. So I mean. I get that, you know what I'm saying? You know, so, yeah. Then it comes back to Marcus Peters. Like, out of everyone there, like, Sue kind of chirped a little bit yeah. with, like, a poke in the bear comment. But yeah. then Nicole Roby Coleman, like, talks a big game and then walks it back. And what irks me the most is the fact that he started six games. 
Dude, yeah. dude, chill out, bro. Like, you're not like you're not like a superstar. You're not like Darrell Revis or something. You know what I'm saying? And what's gonna be great is during this matchup on on you know tomorrow, he's probably gonna be seeing a lot of Julian. Oh, Adam and Julian Adam is gonna eat him alive. So I mean, you, you better bring his stones yeah, tomorrow after yeah. talking that. Yeah. Let's move on to the Patriots. And um, what what I want to start off with is like how will what will the Patriots and Bill Belichick take away from from the Rams? And I think that's important because um, it comes down to. I believe they gotta take away the running game and put the, put this game in Jared Goff's hands, right? I believe Jared Goff is not good enough. I, I don't understand how people have fallen in love with them so head over heels already. Like I just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? The NFL is big on anointing people before they've really proven anything. Like remember how Aaron Rodgers anointed? Um, Patrick Mahomes is appearing the next great Tom Brady when it's just people have this bad way of just anointing people already. And I and I truly believe you take away the the running game. And you put the put the ball in Jared Goff's hand. I think that's how the Patriots win. I'm with you too. A lot of the Rams' uh, offense is, is is almost schemed towards you know feeding off the play action on you know first and second down. Mm-hmm. So if you're not able to get the run going, you, you're definitely going to be putting the ball in uh, in Jared Goff's hands. Mm-hmm. But the counterpoint to that is the Saints pretty much shut down C.J. Anderson and, and you know Todd Gurley was essentially benched. Mm-hmm. Throughout the entire game, and and Goff was making athletic throws on the run and the bootleg, so you know I think they're definitely going to have to take away the run and you know make Jared Goff beat him. That's, yeah, that's and, it, and essentially. The Saints end. game is a bad example just because that not that call. I mean, was the biggest factor. Yeah, but in that, that game. call was at the end of the game. Yeah, there was still you know three you know and three quarters. <laughs> of of a game that was played where the run game I think combined for under seventy five yards. Yeah, Jared Goff threw for three fifty I think mm-hmm. a touchdown and a pick that was a drop by Todd Gurley yeah. that I think got him benched. And uh, how this is going to happen, in my personal opinion, I've watched enough Patriots games over the over the years to know that uh, one or two things are going to happen. They're either going to stick Gilmore straight up on Cooks and try to have. Um, Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore, take out uh, ben, Brandon Cooks from the game, which I don't think is feasible because Gilmore doesn't have that top end speed that Cooks has. So what I think the other option is going to be, I think Belichick's going to stick um, Stefan Gilmore on uh, uh, Woods, and then somehow either bracket or um, kind of shift the zone over towards Cro- over Cook over Cooks. So uh, I don't think uh, Cooks is special enough to get the bracket treatment like Ty- uh, Tyreek Hill was, but I do think they're going to shift the zone towards um, Cooks' side of the field and have Stephon Gilmore kind of lock down Woods, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I kind of would lean that way, a little bit more that way too, just because, you know, Brady Cooks can definitely take the, the, the top off of defense. Mm-hmm. And... Definitely, they're not going to stick that rookie Jackson on him. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. That, that he got kid, torched. That kid's the weak link of our defense. He got torched by Travis Kelsey a little bit, and then the you know he had a lot of. I think he had two uh, passing interference calls. One of them in the end zone that set up a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I don't think you want to live and die with the rookie at cornerback back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that we haven't seen it before with Malcolm Butler a couple years ago. Yeah, but in this case, it's. Kind of apples and oranges. I'm with you. I think they're going to put a zone a little bit more towards Cooks, yeah. and I think they're they're going to, you know, they'll play into what the Rams might do with with Josh Reynolds and underneath routes and manufacturing touches for him because I think he's going to be an X factor in that game if that's the case where they take away Cooks. Yeah. Let's move over to the offensive side for the Patriots. Um, if the Rams don't take away the running game, it's it's over for them. 
it's over because oh, if it's you like have, a four-headed monster. Oh my god! If you have it clicking on all cylinders with uh, with Brady throwing the ball and uh, running the ball effectively as well with James White and Tony Michelle, it's it's over. It's a wrap. Just give up. So <laughs> I think it's important they go in and uh, they try to stop the run. Now that's either said than done from what we've seen the last two two weeks. Well, yeah, I mean, um, it's, you know, if you take out okay, you take out the power running for Michelle, mm-hmm. you force him in third and long. Exactly. What's he gonna do? He's gonna throw a, yeah. a dump off pass to James White, mm-hmm. and he's probably gonna get twelve yards in each one of those little dump offs, mm-hmm. and then you know James Devlin running wheel routes out of the backfield. Mike Allstock. like part two, <laughs> and then it's not like he's a, a nobody and and. You know, blocking. Yeah, he's like a fucking fridge. Yeah, like he yeah. can definitely yeah. blast the A gap yeah. our, and let Michelle come. Yo, from. our offensive line was always good, but the fact that Gronk and Devlin have taken a special attention to detail to the whole blocking aspect of the game is where we've really shined the last two weeks. <laughs> the reason why I truly believe we've taken that leap from being a good. Um, running team in, in the regular season to an exceptional running team in the playoffs is because Gronk and Devlin were the two main contributing factors to that. Yeah, and we're not even talking about uh, Rex Burkhead. It's not like he's yeah. a slouch either. Yeah. He's got explosive speed and can blast yeah. a gap as well too. So it's almost like where, where do you want which if you had to pick a running back to beat you, which one? I like think. The, are you willing I think, to no, I, think, I think you pick. I think you if you want to shut down one of those running backs. You try to shut down James White. Yeah. You try to shut down James White because Sonny Michelle is nowhere near as explosive as White is. Yeah. And Michelle can get you the five, six yards, maybe a first down. He's like James, the Garrett Blunt of the group. James White can get you 80 yards and a touchdown on a screenplay. Yeah. He's that explosive. Um, going into the uh, the wide receiving core, um, I think Julian Edelman... I, I, dude, I, I fucking love the guy so much, man. What we talked about last week. Oh, my he, God. He, he, I, uh, but the guy Dolphins is tough. Fan. Brings an edge to that offense. Oh, my God. He's tough. He's just gritty, man. He is the complete opposite of what Wes Walker used to be. No real fear about going across the middle. Not at all, man. He comes up big when we need him. The guy can do no wrong, man. He struggled throughout the season, but now he's kind of showing up. So, um, I have no concerns about Julian Edelman. The real concern I have is about Gronk. Where do we stand with that? I mean, I believe this is his last game. And what worries me is the fact that he probably already has half his mind made up of where he's going next year. He's going to go do wrestling or movies or whatever he wants to do. Could you imagine him coming out of WWE? <laughs> he could need a tie part. Oh my care. god! Dude. But yeah, let's he's, you know what? let's play the what if game. He goes to WWE mm-hmm. and he takes a bad bump and breaks his back, and that's it. Yeah. He, he has a history of back problems. Yeah. If you're gonna do anything, homeboy, just stick to movies. Just yeah. do something. Just be a, a, a mindless like main child in a movie. Mm-hmm. You would make a killing in comedy. Yeah. Just just stick with that. Don't <laughs> don't do this I can see it already WWE now. nonsense. No shade against wrestling. I, I love wrestling, but WWE, no. You, you just you can barely stay on the field as it is. Do you really want to take a bump in the ring? Yeah. I don't think dude, so. Dude, you remember how much you used to love wrestling back in the day? Oh, I, when I was a kid, it was like my life. Oh, dude. WCW kid right here. NWO oh, Sting. WCW, man. Yeah, Sting is You're the one of those man. people? Sting, yeah. dude. The NWO changed the game. I was a big fan of The Rock, obviously, right? Everybody. Oh, forget, forget Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne. The Rock. Forget Dwayne. No, uh, Sting, and then later on, I would see him punk mark right I here. used to love uh, Kurt Angle. I don't know. Oh my god! I love Kurt Angle. Speaking of Kurt Angle, <laughs> did you see when he threw Shane McMahon through the plate glass? I don't know. You got to YouTube that. That's a great that. time. Right. Kurt Angle, King of the Ring. I like Triple H. He was cool. He came to the movie theater I worked at one time. Oh, did you? Really? I wanted him to pedigree me in the lobby. <laughs> 
Um, who else? Who else? Rikishi. Oh my god! What was it? it was Rikishi the stink face? The stink Scotty face. Too Hotty and Scotty Too Hotty. And, and who was like the guy? One other guy. Yeah, the Hardy Boys, right? That's who it was. Well, then there was the Hardy Boys for like the tag teams and stuff. Yeah, that was. Oh my god! They came out, did the worm and everything. Oh yeah. Rikishi would give the stink face. Right. Well, Scotty Too Hotty would do the worm. There was one other guy. I can't remember who was with. You know the the quasi three live crew out there. I'm sure some people up there, Bobby Bowler would know. At me, um, yeah, Bobby. At him, but um, yeah, back to Gronk. I'm kind of with you. We're done with the WWE thing because I was. I mean, we can go back. I, I had, but I, had, I mean, this is still a football podcast. We'll circle back. I got. We'll more. circle back at the end. <laughs> Cliff notes, bonus footage. But um, no, back to Gronk. I'm kind of with you. I think you would if if the Patriots win, you would want to ride off in the sunset because nothing would suck more as a football fan and especially someone that's a fan of Gronk that. You're you know, a fan which, of Gronk? I'm not a fan oh. of Gronk, but if you, you're you a fan of Gronk, there's other people out there that are a fan of Gronk. Yeah. Nothing would be worse to see him win a Super Bowl, come back next year, and on the first game of the year get a you know get a, an injury that would knock him out and essentially end his career. Yeah. Like, I would yeah. rather you walk off in the sunset, you know, as a, as a champion. I think that's, like, the ultimate story right there. And if, if there's enough people asking, is he going to retire, there's smoke to a fire somewhere. Yeah. He's been kicking that idea around for a while, probably. So I say, if you win, Viacom Dios, uh, you know, have fun in comedy. Don't take any more bumps <laughs> in a wrestling ring. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think if they win the Super Bowl this year, he's out. I think he's just gonna walk off. You know what I'm saying? That'd be mm-hmm. that'd be amazing. The Super Bowl just kind of walk off. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, how would they use him in the game today, tomorrow, though? What do you What do you think? Like, I don't know. I think I think um, he's good for like three, four good plays a game. Um, that's it though. And I think that's when we're going to need him is um, probably late in the game. So I think for most of the game, they're going to use him just to block. I think they're going to they're going to use him in uh, in formations to help with the running uh, with the running attack. They're going to obviously chip either somebody coming off the edge um, with Gronk. Um, but I think it's going to be mostly just using him as a decoy slash right. help in the running game. Uh, maybe maybe if they have um, I don't know a, a small sometimes in the formation a small cornerback gets lined up on Gronk. Sure, split him out wide and try to take a shot. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But you're not going to see that much. You're not going to see the the olden days of uh, Brady targeting him 12, 15 times a game. That's not going to happen tomorrow. Right? Right. It's going to be maybe four to six max, and he's probably going to catch three balls. How about that? Yeah, maybe I'll one, go. Maybe, maybe get down to the goal line, do a split him out wide. And I was going to say, like, maybe four. Back shoulder fade, you know what I'm saying? Four catches, yeah. uh, maybe five targets, yeah. maybe 50 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. That, that might be realistic yeah. because, the, you know, this front – Four for the Rams, you, you, you're gonna have your hands full. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think uh, I think Gronk with his older uh, his limited abilities in, in his uh, older years now, I think he's not a factor. I think Julian Edelman is the key into what I think the Rams game plan is gonna be focused around. And I think the person to watch out is for Chris Hogan. The guy Chris Hogan, he he either shows up or he is a non-factor. There's well, no in like between. Danny Amendola. Yeah, well, I, I think Danny Amendola had a little more consistency than Chris Hogan did. I mean, he almost showed up in the playoffs. But Chris Hogan, man, like, it's either, like, you either have a seven catches for 150 yards or you have absolutely nothing. Yep. So I think he's going to be the key tomorrow, if, if anything. Right, if they're going to use Gronk as more of a decoy and pass protect. Someone's going to have to catch the ball. It can't be Edelman the whole time. Yeah. 
So what's uh, what's your game pick? I, I mean, let me guess. You picked the Rams because you hate the Patriots. Here we go. But go ahead. Let's see I'm going with the Rams. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hashtag, hashtag here we go. We're going to start getting that trending. Are you going to start that? I mean, I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. A- ask, ask a couple of people that added me this week on Twitter. Uh, a little hashtag. How many, how, oh, many here fo- we go. how many followers are you up to right now? Oh, God. Like the hundreds or something. You know, Damn, easy. Like that. Easy play. Like that. Don't flex us on like don't you know, flex on us uh, like that, bro. But you know we're up to eight on our uh <laughs> profile. We're getting there. <laughs> we're getting <laughs> there. We might have to start paying for advertising. <laughs> yeah, you gotta wait till pay week. But no, uh, I'm going with the Rams just because I think Todd is gonna be a little bit more involved. I'm sorry, sorry, back it up. I'm sorry. The Todd Father. Dude, this guy. Todd Jesus Father. Christ. Sorry, I mean, you jet lagged a little bit. Couple of times, yeah, I was blame on Delta. Right? Hey, Delta was actually nice. Yeah, um, we're, we're wasn't lucky. fight night air, but you're lucky. Who was fight night air? Oh, that's United. Oh, United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone gets their ass kicked on United. All right, would you rather fly? Would you rather fly Spirit or United? I'll take my chance with United. Would you? Spirit's like sitting on a brick. Anyways, back oh, to the game uh, picks. Back, we'll get back oh, to the airline. Oh, 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 we, got, we got time. We got time. You, you cut would me you, in the you, middle of my pick. Would you rather fly Spirit or would you rather walk? Walk. I, like I would that. rent a car. If I had to fly Spirit to San Antonio, I would, you know, like one of my colleagues, Justin, said, drop me off at Enterprise. I'll drive. Would you rather fly in Spirit or fly with Amelia Earhart before she went to Supreme and you never knew if you were going to come back? Amelia Earhart. <laughs> like, you literally have to pay All right. to breathe on the plane. All right. okay, okay, okay. Would you rather fly Spirit or would you rather fly Amelia Earhart into the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle? Amelia Earhart. Mm, interesting. I will take my chances with going into another dimension or crashing into a palm tree than fly spirit. Wow. You know, I checked a bag to San Antonio with Delta. It was yeah. it was thirty bucks. First of all, what'd you fly it from? Uh, what kind of craft was it? MD eighty oh, Airbus. It was, uh, MD ninety. Those are crap, dude. Down to Atlanta. Oh my god, they're so loud. <laughs> yeah, no shit. They're so loud. My, my headphones didn't do anything. So MD ninety. F eighteen taking off. Down to Atlanta. <laughs> And then we took an A320, I believe. Oh, those are nice. Those are really nice. Yeah, yeah. Had in-flight entertainment. Justin was happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, On the way back, MD90 to Atlanta out of San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And then on the way home, it was a 737-900 Max with a super-duper... Oh, those nice? That was nice. Really? It was a good plan. What would you like better, the 737 or the the 320? I'll go with the 73. Seemed seemed nicer. All right, all right. Cool, cool. Had that new plane smell. Okay. Anywho. Getting back to our... Uh, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> back to my picks. Uh, log-winded there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, g- I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, I think Todd's going to be a little bit more involved, the Todd father. A little bit God. more involved. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> my, my Whirlpool fridge, I think he's going to see a little bit more touches. I think he's going to out-touch the Todd father a little bit. But I think... That sounds scandalous. I think McVeigh <laughs> is going to... <laughs> McVeigh is going to I'm get this so hard. involved. I'm making this so hard on you because you're trying and to take the rims. <laughs> yet again, another instance of uh, Wade Phillips in his defense has given Brady fits in the past. Yeah, this front four is legit. Their linebackers, I think, are more you know more serious of a threat than the Chiefs and their secondary. Marcus Peters. May give you a heart attack or two at a time, but a keep to leave kind of changes that defense, you know, overall. Uh, so I think Wade is going to have to, uh, you know, scheme his way a little bit more on the defensive side to, to keep the game close. But I'm going to go with the Rams by three. But on that point. Three touchdowns? No, <laughs> three touchdowns. 
I'll go. God. 27-24. It's going to be within three. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a safe bet. It's going to be a close game. There really are no blowouts in the Super Bowl when you get to that point in the season. Right. Two really good teams. I think I'm going to roll with, obviously, the Patriots. Of course. <laughs> and uh, just, I can't I can't pick against Tom Brady, man. Like Skip Bayless says, there's one person you don't pick against, and that's Tom Brady. Simply put. The guy is as clutch as they come. Um, in my personal opinion, he's the most clutch athlete of all time. Um, nobody even comes close. Time and time again, he's shown you that he's going to show up and he's going to, you know, do what he has to do to win the game. So with that being said, I think they're gonna. He's gonna have a great game. He's probably gonna have 300 yards of passing, probably three touchdowns easily, um, maybe one pick in there. But I think at the end of the day, it's gonna be like 35, 24 maybe. I think I think it'll be close for most of the game, and I think towards the end they're gonna kind of pull away a little bit. Yeah, interesting pick. Interesting pick. Another thing too, Greg Zerline is on the injury report, so he's gonna see how that uh, affects McVeigh's. Uh, uh, you know, offensive calling. Like, are they going to try to go for it a little bit more on fourth down? I mean, it's, at recording, it's Saturday, four forty-five. Four forty-four. I haven't seen anything on the uh, you it's know sixteen forty-four injury report. Any updates on Zerline? I know he uh, he was he had an issue with like his foot, his plant foot, mm-hmm. so that might affect uh, definitely affect his field goal kicking, mm-hmm. especially the the Rams. They're kind of at the top of the league of at least getting points on almost every drive. Yeah. So, you know, if they get pushed in close to field goal range, what are they going to do? I also saw uh, Dante Hightower was on the injury report as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's something that could be massive. From what we understand, uh, rumors or whatever, it's not too serious. I'm hopefully back. He'll be back tomorrow. Was it like an illness? Yeah, um, it's really vague. Um, you know what it's happened last time there was a vague thing? It was Malcolm Butler was benched. on the injury report. Benched, yeah, so yeah. I don't think Bre- I don't think Belichick's stupid enough to do that two years in a row. Like after what happened last year. Like, I don't know. I, I mean as long as he's not, you know, possibly smoking weed, maybe like what Malcolm Butler was accused of doing. But there was none of that. Curfew. There was none of that. Like from what you read online, and obviously you'll I mean, never he know. He did practice like like crap, I guess, leading up to the Super Bowl. Well, I don't know, dude. I just I, I and the worst part is at halftime last year we were getting smoked. Like they were just throwing the ball all over the yard. Why not give him a chance? Give him a few plays here and there, man. See what happens. And but his ego, Belichick's ego is just oof, it's the worst, man. Well but if you you know, this comes back to the whole talking tough and walk it back. If you talk tough and bench a guy, you can't just walk it back halfway through the game. I think I think benching for a half in the Super Bowl is a massive, massive punishment. That should have been enough for whatever he did. Short of murdering somebody like Aaron Hernandez, like, it's totally fine. It doesn't matter what he did. Hey, it's a, it's a Patriot way, though, right? Oh, my God. A Patriot way? That's, that's, what, that's what it's called up in Foxborough? Well, regardless, I'm super stoked for tomorrow night, man. I can't wait, man. It's going to be a great game. Gonna, and we've, we've been on a stretch of just great Super Bowls, man. Like, I can't remember one that wasn't a close game, right? The last three between... The last... It was like the, the, uh, the Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks the Seahawks Broncos. blew out the Broncos. Yeah, but other than that, it's been just great close games, man. Um, even before the Patriots were won, uh, remember that uh, 49ers and Ravens game? That was a great close that game. That was great. Beyonce uh, uh, killed, the, killed the power. Yeah. Dude, by the way, who's the... Who's a halftime show? Oh, Christ. It's, I think it's Who cares, Maroon right? 5. And oh, then God. I saw some, some nonsense about people doing you a petition. Not even that. I would rather Maroon 5, but some people are, are starting a petition, and I think they might actually do it, 
to have SpongeBob SquarePants sing uh, like "Sweet Victory" at halftime. Like that was what? That was a legitimate thing. Hop on Google real quick. Why? And just Google SpongeBob halftime show. Why? I don't know. Maybe people don't like Maroon Five. I mean, hey. Oh, Adam, I, oh, 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 Adam oh now, that, now that you explained it, now that you explained it more, yes, I will take Adam that. Levine, I, oh, God, yes. You know, on the dude, send me this petition right hair. now. Send me this petition right that, now. Listen, I'm down with that, but I don't want a fucking cartoon character would singing you, at the halftime show. Oh, that's the same as Adam Levine. That's the same as Adam Levine singing at the I mean, halftime right, show. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy that. He's dyed his hair blonde for some reason. There I don't like Adam Levine like. for some reason. He kind of annoys me. I don't know why. I don't know. Early Maroon 5, I'll listen to. Lately, it's just, I know. Oh. And why Maroon Five? I don't like Red Five or something. You know, well, like, why, is Maroon the favorite color? Like, what's the deal there? I don't know. It sounds better than Red. Red Five. Red Five sounds like Star Wars. Like, are we going to blow up the Death Star? I love Violet Five. I like that. That could be our cover band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, like, time. like Black Five. Black Five. <laughs> hey, this is Black Five. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> sounds yeah. like a super group right there. Yeah. All right, well, we're, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, episode number three is in the books. Um, we shall reconvene next week when the Patriots win. And if they don't win, there's a good chance I'll end that. Yeah, we might have to do a welfare check on uh, on, on Jay if, uh, if the Rams end up pulling it off. I think it's going to be a great game. I, uh, I bought like 14 Tide Pods just in case. I feel like Only 14? Cool. You don't want to buy the, the box? Well, like, I used some for the dishwasher. I'm sorry, I used some for the uh, for the dryer already. I'm sorry, the washing machine Jesus. already. I know. You right? want to name another appliance? Oh, I got you it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day, man. It's been a long few days. All right. Jesus. <laughs> but like what I'm saying is like I bought I bought them. And I used some. I still have some left over. So if the Patriots lose, I'm just gonna take all 14 of them and call it a day. There you go. You know what I'm saying. So if that's the case, uh, there is a job opening possibly for yeah. uh, co-host of the Pro Football Radio podcast. So awesome, man. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Like adios.